Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host. You're listening to episode 143. Got a great guest for you today, but before we do, we get to have a little time together, just you and I, uh, just talking. So a couple of things. One, uh, shout out to a great supporter of this podcast of several of the Kickstarter projects that I have done, and that goes out to Pandasaurus Games. They brought you Tammany Hall, The Great Fire of London, and Lost Valley, each one of those doing exceptionally well for a board game. Uh, Tammany Hall did 151000 The Great Fire of London, which uh, ran last year, but almost a year ago, did 65000 And their project in October, Lost Valley, did nearly 100000 at 96. Well, Amsterdam, New Amsterdam's off to a great start. The project's uh, been running for about a week. It's got about three weeks to go. So they have supported this podcast in numerous ways. So giving them a great shout-out as they continue to put out great products. All right. Let's also talk about then um, a little piece of advice. You're about to do your Kickstarter project, and you're wondering, okay, I've got everything down, I've done my planning, but now it comes time to do the video. Now, recently somebody had their video, their project failed, and the feedback they got after the project failed was that their, that their video came across a little desperate. Now, it's interesting, as they shared this information in one of the groups, that the feedback came from somebody far outside their network, uh, halfway across the country, and somebody who was not part of their insulated group. Because here's what's going to happen. Your friends, your family, and people you know, your network, they're going to treat you fairly nice. We'll put it that way. Yeah, they'll give you some advice, and they'll think that maybe they're being critical. Maybe you got that one friend in your group who's just right? Who's always got something negative to say? That's the person you might be wanting to listen to because they're going to give you a perspective that nobody else is going to give. Here's what I recommend. Make your video, get that little preview link, and now throw it out to all kinds of people. Get that video, put it on YouTube. Get it out there. Let people hammer away at it, criticize, and open you up to insights that maybe you weren't going to get from your traditional group. There you go. That's the piece of advice. That comes from somebody who had a failed project and got great feedback afterwards. All right, it's now time to meet our guest. My guest today is someone who I have known over the past year on and off. Through that, We were brought together by Kickstarter. We were brought together by a common interest in this crowdfunding thing. But I was at the receiving end of his interview as he uh, was doing a radio show. Uh, he, uh, his name is Eric Vallejos. He is a um, literary journalism major at UC Irvine, although we could almost talk in the past tense since this recording is in June and he's graduating in June after five years at the, the university. And I wanted to have him on the show because he's been doing some work over the past year around crowdfunding and I thought it would be interesting to have a talk with him. Eric, thank you for joining me on the show. It's certainly a pleasure, Richard. Thank you. Uh, so you and I met about a year ago, and if I recall, you were doing a radio program around crowdfunding, Kickstarter, that type of thing, and you reached out to me. Tell our listeners a little bit about kind of what you were doing and why you were doing it. Well, um, the original radio story was for a class. Uh, quote, unquote, the uh, name of it was uh, – the radio story. So I thought it would be interesting to do a story based around Kickstarter, just because not too many people at the time, back a year ago, didn't really know about it. But uh, also, I didn't really hear too many stories from 
the point of view of various people. So people who backed it, who backed it, people who uh, created such Kickstarters or even uh, crowdfunding efforts. So I reached out to you because um, I think I was Googling around, typing up, looking for experts, and yours came up and I started listening to your podcasts and I just thought this would be a perfect person to uh, at least introduce what the concept of a crowdfunding or Kickstarter was. Yeah, and that was about a year ago. And back then, that's like an ancient of times. But yeah, the, uh, the concept was still new in the public's collective um, consciousness. It, it really hadn't, nothing had caught its attention. I think uh, at the time, Double Fine had just crossed the million dollar mark, the first, mm-hmm. really the first notable one to do so. Yeah, I think uh, Double Fine had uh, crossed the million dollar mark just hours after someone else. I think it was yes. like for an iPod, uh, an iPod doc or something. Yeah, they will live in obscurity. That <laughs> they were first, and then they were surpassed a couple hours later by yeah. Double Fine. So I, I, we give them a shout out. We don't remember who they are, but uh, there we go. Yeah, and then I think we also had uh, spoken. No, that was uh, that was about someone else. Um, and from there, though, I started finding uh, different uh, crowdfunding sites, one of which was called PetriDish.org, which uh, I think to this day, nothing has happened on it. Um, I, I looked it up uh, one year later, and there's nothing, uh, nothing on there anymore. Uh, it seems as if uh, Kickstarter or even Indiegogo and such have uh, taken over those kinds of things. Um, well, I I'll, I'll say I find a new crowdfunding platform almost at least one a week, if not uh, more. So I, I would guess that it wasn't Kickstarter or Indiegogo. I would say it's been the flood of specialty crowdfunding projects, um, just one after another after another uh, popping up, each one, you know, one, for, one for writers, one for publishers, one for journalism. I found a journalism one today. Um, they, just, they just keep popping up. So, Yeah, um, but the... The most amazing thing kind of to me was that in the course of writing, well, uh, in the course of producing that radio story, I should say, the three major things I kind of walked away with from uh, what essentially a Kickstarter campaign is, is that first, it seemed to be like a huge presidential campaign. As crazy as that sounds, uh, many of the people I've spoken to, or at least a few of the people that I've spoken to, and even backers themselves, they just said it was a constant push, 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 push to uh, get numbers, to get backers, to get your name out there. So it, it, it seemed like a presidential campaign. Yep. And, and even to this day, uh, even uh, one of the people who was on the final cut, uh, Rachel Aronson, uh, she was a scientist who uh, wanted to go up to uh, Alaska and uh, study and study the effects of uh, what was it? Oh yes, uh, uh, climate uh, immigrants. Just because there was a special area uh, that was melting down and may have affected the uh, culture and the living conditions of some of some uh, Inuit people, I believe. Uh, I'm not completely sure to quote me on that, but. Uh, the thing though is that like coming back to it, she she just responded and just said, "Yeah, it, it felt like a presidential campaign even after yeah. the uh, the uh, campaign because now she has to make good on not just her research but also on her various promises." And that kind of actually brought in this very interesting uh, idea of if I do something, if I if I back a scientific project, 
something in which the end result is an intangible item, which is knowledge. What exactly do I get back? And she came up with some very cunning ideas, such as, I'll let you guys look at my research journal. I'll let you guys, uh, I'll let you guys look at some photographs I had. Uh, she even said, uh, she even set up a, a gold tier for postcards in which she would write herself personally thanking, uh, which were all wonderful. Uh, she had just reached the goal line by, I'd say, like the last few hours of her campaign. That I can think be, that can be uh, nerve-wracking, uh, needless to say. And, and science is starting to pick up a little bit. Now that crowdfunding is starting to get some attention, science, I, uh, the guest that we just had on uh, right before you is uh, they do Glowing Plant on Kickstarter, and it is crossing – they're doing research to cross firefly DNA with plants – so that your ficus tree can light your room type thing. Yeah, so. which is actually a very awesome and very nice idea. Um, another one I'm not sure if you've heard of was the ARCID uh, uh, Space Telescope, which is the uh, space telescope that they're quoting is going to be for everybody. So students, yes. Pri- teachers. Privatized, which is, that's correct. Yeah, privatized. And uh, to be honest, I think a really g- cool thing, if I, ever had, if I ever had one of those during, when I was in uh, – when I was in uh, school, I'd be totally up for uh, astronomy. Um, so, yeah, so that's, uh, they're doing things like uh, you can name an asteroid that they find. You get named ten thousand dollars. The asteroid gets named after you. Yeah, uh, those those type of things. Yeah, uh, a space selfie. Yeah, space is like, selfie. Picture okay, that your... trumps. That trumps everything. <laughs> and my, the point I've made in the past is is that you could do that with Photoshop, right? I could take a picture of the Earth and slap a photo, but it, it would just be photoshopped. Here, you have the ability of actually saying, "No, no, no, that that was me. That was me. That was the that thing took it and put my picture up there." And and so it's kind of fun. Uh, yeah, that, you know, uh, a lot of people. You've watched the transformation of crowdfunding and Kickstarter over this past year as you first kind of came into it. One of the things I've had some guests on. Uh, one of them was the folks who did the Rebel X-wing fighter squadron. Mm-hmm. to raise money to thwart the Kickstarter project that was, that was the actual Death Star that was being built. Both of them failed, much to all of our disappointment. Oh, if but, only one side had won. If only one, <laughs> well, it depends on which side you're on to know which yeah, side had won. It. But the point was that uh, one of the things I found that so fascinating is that it began to open up everybody's eyes of what crowdfunding can really accomplish. Now, here you are. You're about to uh, finish school. You have majored in literary journalism, and my question is: Is that how do you see as you've watched, you've become as you kind of you and I were talking, kind of the de facto expert on this topic amongst your peers? How do you see this transforming what you do? And uh, if you're going into journalism, is crowdfunding going to have an impact out there that really is uh, going to change things, or is it just a is it just a trend, just kind of a a bubble? I think the best way I can explain it is that there was actually a Kickstarter for a uh, for a, a journalism outlet which was called Matter M A T T E R. You can still look it up to this day, but uh, they were going to do science and technology based long form stories. And uh, as many literary journalists and uh, even people within my uh, within my own department, we've all come to this conclusion, which is since the uh, since the advent of the internet has 
come about with the idea of like Insta re, uh, Instapaper, Pocket, uh, ways in which you can delay reading a story and then read it somewhere else. Long form journalism has uh, kind of erupted a lot more, um, which is a really good thing. Now, the issue though is now that we have a platform or at least places where people are willing to read, we still need money which was uh, a major point in a symposium that I uh, had attended at our school a few weeks back. And the issue was, where do we get the money from? And uh, I, I, I had proposed, well, why don't we try Kickstarter like what Matter did? And the Matter guys agreed. And some people agreed and uh, generally shook their heads. But again, it's just the issue of finding an audience. It is, because... And this is what I tell so many people is that you don't have a funding problem. You have a backer problem. You need the, the crowd, the tribe, the fans, the, uh, the backers. That's what you need. And they can help you raise the money. But if you don't have backers, it's almost impossible to get the money. Yeah. Uh, from what I discovered and from speaking to the guys who did matter, uh, uh, or at least from my own recollection of it, it was like an unofficial interview. But uh, they had uh, – they had known many people who were interested in uh, in long form journalism about science and technology, and science and technology uh, generally is always ever changing. So therefore, those old stories become like old hat. They're just completely out of it. But the thing though is that uh, at least for the folks that matter, uh, they were able to use that money from Kickstarter, get out a few good articles, and then from there they got bought up by, uh, by, a, by a larger website, which now helps them fund even more and such and do really great stories. If, uh, if you're in journalism, and this is for my audience, if you're a writer and you're looking to do some type of journalism, there's a crowdfunding site out there called Spot.us. And Spot.us allows you to fund back as people put uh, journalistic ideas out there uh, reporting that type of thing, you can actually financially back those projects. Some of them go up to 200 days of fundraising, which I think is absolutely crazy. But um, if you're into journalism, Spot.us is one way that you can go find that. Yeah, so, I I have been to Spot, and uh, I do agree that it, like 200 days is crazy. But when you put in all the research, it's like okay, that kind of makes sense. 200 days, and then hopefully the money doesn't really run dry, and it's like. Um, you, uh, because grabbing records and other things, you either have to be very, very cunning or uh, at least look very pathetic enough like I have to uh, <laughs> get, to get uh, court records out of the uh, – to make copies of court records. So Now, but, in your case, you're about to uh, – you have a paper that you have written. Uh, you reached out to me again with a few questions. And tell us a little bit about – we have just a couple more minutes. This paper that you're, uh, that you're working on as you wrap up as you finish school. Um, this is the uh, final article that I'll be writing uh, as a student, but uh, essentially the idea was I haven't, or at least to my knowledge, uh, looking around all the areas that I've been looking at, I've never really gotten a story of what it's like on the day-to-day of a campaign, like a specific campaign that either kind of really made it close to making it, and even then... Like there's still that stress factor, even those that like make over a hundred percent, like two hundred, three hundred percent. There's always that stress factor, and uh, the main idea behind the story was to just follow a campaign from its day one all the way to the end. 
sadly there was really not that many Kickstarters that uh, that uh, that were uh, doing it at the time that I had come up with the idea like weeks ago. I think there were, but like I just didn't get any. So I just decided to reconstruct, which is a classic way of saying, okay, I'm going to interview a ton about this and then get everyone's thoughts and such and then reconstruct the events as they had happened. But as the narrator, I can cut whole days off. So, for example, during the Torn Armor campaign, they uh, I could, in theory, cut out five days in between when they started and when they hit their uh, plateau because those days, although major for them, not very important to the story. So, right, and, this, and what we're talking about is one of, uh, for my listeners, uh, previous guest, Alyssa Faden, who uh, did Torn Armor, a project that uh, funded and that... Uh, was back in March, launched on March 3rd. And so that's who you ended up uh, kind of covering was that article. Was yeah. that, uh, it was that campaign. Yes. And, uh, so hours of interviewing with Alyssa, a few email interviews with her boyfriend, Jack. And I even got in touch with, uh, Alyssa's sister, uh, Alyssa's sister, uh, Lisa over in, uh, Britain just to like understand Alyssa's personality. And that's essentially what, uh, literary journalism is. It's just, uh, the storytelling of news, like using everything from uh, narrative, uh, from novels and like fiction narrative and applying it to nonfiction. And that's what I really came out and really loved about, uh, about uh, literary journalism. And adding in now the idea of something I'm really interested in, which was Kickstarter, I've, uh, I think in the course of the year, I have learned a lot about Kickstarter. Um, not enough possibly enough to start a campaign but also knowing that it's uh it's stressful as a as a uh as a uh presidential campaign it's a form of uh trial by uh trial by public you're putting yourself out there and if this thing fails maybe you might want to reconsider <laughs> <That's> right <laughs> and, trial by public that's a good way and of thirdly it. and thirdly uh it is a for uh it is a uh it, it, it's a it's a typical go around for uh, making money. Instead of having the angel investor or in doing it all by yourself, you just go straight out to the public and say, "I need you guys to trust me. The product will come out, or whatever I'm doing is going to come out. You guys will get either a first run or something very special about it, and and just hope that it uh, that it does happen. Uh, yeah. Not hope, but like work hard. No, to hope, make there's, sure that it there's a lot of hope. There is a lot of work, but there's a lot of hope. Eric, thank, we're out of time. I certainly appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes as you uh, amongst your studies as you uh, wrap up your schooling. Uh, thanks for uh, covering one of uh, one of my guests, uh, Alyssa Faden. Um, we loved watching her project be successful. And best of luck to you as you now uh, leave school and head out into the the big world. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. My guest has been Eric Vallejos. He has been a UC Irvine student uh, focused on literary journalism. He has been doing some research, writing, and uh, radio material around Kickstarter and crowdfunding. We wanted to have him on the show because he had uh, contacted us over the past year for some content, so we wanted to return the favor. Hopefully you've heard something here inspiring. Uh, I know I always do, and there is opportunity out there for you. There's lots of opportunity. Take advantage of it because we want to see your project on Kickstarter so we can help you fund your dream. Thanks for listening. Take care.